what's happening everybody how's it going welcome to the sneaky emu this is a place where we're going to discover the wonders of the world the beauty of god that are ever before us and what sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook let's go <laughs> let's go with that one every time every time so anyways how how's things how's life we, we started school i believe it's that time of the year um, your kids should be, should be in school. If you don't know this, if you have kids, I believe it's time that they should be in school. Not that we want to rush into anything, but I think it's like a couple weeks in. So, um, you should look into that. If your kids are, st- if your kids are still around the house, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, get them out, get them out, get them, <laughs> go make them learn something. Uh, how, how are you in this, this fine week? Uh, I hope wherever you are. You're, you're doing well. And if you're not, if you're not doing well in this exact moment, um, then my hope for you is that you will know and understand that eventually this not wellness will come to an end. This is not the end. That's kind of been my, it's kind of been my phrase for the uh, past couple weeks. This is not the end. And if we're going to get like a bit cliched about it, that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Right? Yeah. That's just, that's just what we're going to do. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. From my sister. I'm going to hit pause and then rejoin you in a second. Hi, Hannah. Okay, well, we're back. (laughs) For you, that was no time at all. For me, that was about 15 minutes. My sister, apparently, had rollerbladed to the church this morning and got locked out of the building, and she's supposed to be at band practice because she's playing bass in the band, in the worship band. Yeah, it's good times. Um, My sister's one one of those girls that... Uh, like you want on your team, you want her on your team uh, because she is going to make things happen and get stuff done. And uh, it's very cool. It's very cool. I'm very proud of her. Uh, just like as a human being, <laughs> which, which it, it's a. It, okay, this is like a side note. We're we're way off topic here on this one. Maybe not. I don't know. I bet I could bring this back around if I really tried. But anyways, there was a 15 year uh, time gap. Uh, age difference between me and my oldest younger younger sister. I have two younger sisters, and so it's um, I, I wasn't around the house much when they were growing up. I was kind of out, you know, like was in college by the time they were two or something. By the time the first one was two, and then kind of was out living my life. And so uh, it's cool. We live in the same town now, and I've gotten to like learn like who she is as a person, and that's kind of fun. And so. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of her. Very proud of her. Not that I, <laughs> not that I did anything, and not that it matters. But I am. I'm very proud of her. Uh, so, anyways, what were we doing? Uh, sneaky emu. That's where we're at. We're we're here together. Let's be present together, shall we? Let's focus and be present together. So, um, today, the episode number one twenty six ish. I I, I want to call this one front yard backyard, front yard backyard. So. This this weekend, yesterday, I don't know, one day in the in the recent past, uh, I was I was working in my yard and and I have I have a fair amount of we have, my wife and I bought like uh, five acres a few years ago, and so you know there's always something to do. We we don't have we didn't clear the whole five acres. We cleared like like just the front little parts. So we still have a good chunk of it in the back. That's that's just woods. We like it that way. We wanted to keep it like as natural as possible. Um, 
and so I, I spend a lot of time in my yard, like planting things, uh, building things, not building as much, maybe mainly planting, growing, I'm growing things. I spend a lot of time growing things. That's what I do. And so, um, you know, I put, put a lot of work, spend a lot of time in that. Uh, right now we're, I just, uh, a couple weeks ago, I ripped up the old garden, got all the old plants out of there and I'm preparing the garden, giving it a little bit of rest. Uh, I got some, I got some, uh, compost coming in the next week. Hopefully I got some mulch coming next week. Uh, so, cause we're getting towards the middle end of August, which means in Florida, at least you need to be planting soon. So you got to think all this out. And if you average, if you figure about 90 days ish for like most crops, 60 to 90 days, um, and, uh, you want to kind of be like harvesting by, by December, uh, before it gets too cold, late November. So you have to be planting like sometime in September. Uh, that's just like how how nature works. And so I'm trying to get all this stuff going, um, which means I need to be getting seeds in some soil in like the next couple weeks. So I'm, I'm on a bit of a time crunch, all that to say. I'm on a bit of a time crunch. And so I was doing some stuff outside uh, yesterday. Uh, actually, was it like over a year ago, a year and a half, something like that? There was a, a, that hurricane that came through Florida. If you're not in Florida, you probably don't remember or care but in Florida it, it was a pretty sizable hurricane we had people without power for several days a week maybe something like that um our house did we did fine but we did get there was like a weird like a mini tornado or something that went across our property and our neighbor's properties because you could see it's all like in a line and so a lot of these trees in my backyard uh got got just like pushed over just like sideways like it looks it looks like a tornado came through. And so over the past year, uh, I've been like trying to, in, di in different spots, not just in one spot, but I've been cleaning up like the front yard of the property because that's the that's the part that people see when they come in and the back is not as important because they don't see it as much. And so I spent a lot of time getting the front ready. And so uh, yesterday I went to the backyard and started cutting down some old dead pines and some of the stuff that was knocked over and I attempted to dig a little pond and I haven't finished it. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That's a lesson on patience that my wife keeps reminding me. Um, and then my one of my neighbors uh, on one side of me is start, starting to build a house and he has all this equipment. And I had talked to him about like, hey, could could I borrow some of the equipment? And he's got like a couple skid steers. He runs a business that he uses all this stuff. Like, can I use some of that uh, to like help clear up this back corner of my property it's kind of a mess and he said <laughs> when I said can I can I pay you can I rent that and just like use it and he said well um how about um how about you pay one of my guys to do it <laughs> which which is a kind a thoughtful way of saying I don't really trust you with my equipment okay noted I get it I hear that but also these guys do this for a living and so like they, they will probably do a better job. I could get it done. I, I could get her done. But also, like, these guys will do it much more effectively, much more quickly. So I, I just was working on some stuff. I, I've had a few trees around the pond that were down that were kind of in the way, so I can't mow, so the grass is long, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that you don't care about because you've got your own worries and your own problems. All that to say is in the middle of cutting down a bunch of trees. I mean, I spent several hours cutting and then I started a fire and I was burning and moving, you know, logs everywhere and trying trying to tidy up, if you will, trying to tidy up the backyard because it's been such a mess for such a long time. 
And as I was doing this, it kind of hit me that this, this whole thing that I'm doing is a lot like life. <laughs> from, from cutting trees to deep life talk. Okay, now think about this. Because th th this, this is what hit me. I was like, oh yeah, actually, this is a, a fairly apt metaphor for how we operate in life, okay? So I spend most of my time, most of my effort, especially recently, uh, has been picking up, tidying up, mowing, trimming, uh, planting, cultivating, uh, manicuring the front yard. Now we're 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 out in the country, and so it's not like it's it's not like a uh, like a subdivision where we have to edge the lawns on the sidewalk, right, so that everybody is uniformed and looking the same. Like it's not that sort of situation, but I do like to keep it every everything as nice as possible. And I got all these plants growing everywhere, and sometimes you have to trim those; they get a little bit unruly. But I spend a lot of time dealing with the front portion of my property, uh, with the portion of my property that when people come to our house, they see, they see that, right? So I want to make sure that uh, for whatever reason, it's like my house is putting its best foot forward, okay? And then all the stuff in the backyard that is an absolute wreck, <clears throat> I either haven't dealt with, haven't got to, don't have the energy, or am just okay to let it sit in the back because nobody ever really sees it, yeah? So... This, to me, is a metaphor for how we all, not all, that's, a, that's too big of a statement, for how most of us operate in general, okay? Here's what I mean. We, as human beings, we want to put our best foot forward because most of us, most people, have some sort of care or concern about how, the, how other people view or see them. And so we do a lot of things on the front end to make ourselves look halfway decent to other people. We, we, we attempt to give ourselves some great curb appeal, right? So I try to uh, work out. I try to take care of my body so that physically I, I am, it's a weird statement, but physically am appealing or look halfway decent for what my body type is, right? Again, this isn't, this, this isn't body shaming. Do you? Every, every body type is different. I get that. But like for, for each of us, like we want to have a certain appearance so that as people drive by our house, as people pass us on the street, our, uh, that, you know, there's like we want to feel good about ourselves and we want other people to have like, oh, yeah, like they, they look good. They look great. They're doing, they're doing fine. Um, we do a lot of stuff on the front end uh, to make ourselves look good. Um, same thing with, with uh, be beyond the physical when it comes to just how we carry ourselves, the language we use, how we interact with people, right? We go to great lengths to make sure that the front yard looks good, to make sure that uh, who we are as a person is communicated well. We want to appear somewhat polished, somewhat like, like we have our things, uh, things are working out, things are going well for us. We, we have this tendency to put on this, this uh, show to some degree. We, we, we attempt to maintain this facade. We want to keep it looking good. We want to make sure our metaphorical grass is mowed and like we have our act together. But it also seems like behind the facade, under, under that front layer, uh, a lot of us internally are a mess. Like the backyard is a mess. Like we, 
we, we put on the show, because that's what I, I've realized, because uh, I deal with a lot of people, and I've realized that for so many people, I, I have the tendency to assume that people are good. <laughs> I mean, like, that they are good in general, like in nature, but also like that they, like they're doing okay. And then what you realize is if you can get beyond, if you can move from the front yard to the backyard, if you can get beyond the facade of what they're projecting, that so many people are an absolute mess, right? Sometimes it's, it may be dark kind of shady things. Sometimes it's just, uh, sometimes it's uh, emotional wounds. Sometimes it's trauma. Sometimes it's relationship issues. Like there's this whole wide range of things that so many, so many of us are trying to cover up that we, that we push to the backyard that we either don't have the time, the energy, whatever to deal with, that, that we don't know how to deal with, that we don't have the proper equipment to deal with. And so the backyard of the self ends up being a complete and utter mess, right? Uh, and, and personally, I, I feel like I, I mean, in my own life, I know I do this. Like, this is kind of how we operate. I, I want to make sure that, um, like, I, I maintain a certain physical appearance. I want to make sure that when I'm interacting and engaging people in a public setting, that, that I project this particular persona. And, and actually, a lot of times I, I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> a lot of times I don't care. That's the gift and curse of my personality is that uh, there's a lot of things that most people care about that I just don't. But I do have my own things that I care about. So anyways, um, but I also know that sometimes if I, if I really dig deep into the self, that that my metaphorical backyard is also a mess. Like there are things that I wrestle with, things that I struggle with, things that that I I, I don't want people to see. I don't want people to see uh, my vulnerability. I don't want people to see that I need help. I don't want people to see that occasionally uh, I struggle with with sense with with a sense of value or self worth or purpose. I don't. I want to keep all that kind of in the back. Um, and so it just kind of kind of hit me as I was doing this yard work yesterday. Uh, a, a couple of things um, that that really stood out is one one thing is why is it that if we all have the tendency nobody nobody's yard is perfect right nobody's metaphorical yard is perfect nobody's got it all figured out and the more I've dealt with people the more I've seen this most it's very rare to come across somebody that has the whole yard manicured. Do you understand? That has the whole thing figured out. Um, it's very rare to come across people that have dealt with the mess of the backyard and have things all in order because we are all inevitably dealing with some sort of some sort of something that we've picked up from along the way. Some of it is, uh, like we mentioned, like like childhood trauma issues because I mean, if you think think about so many of the movies, the, the stuff that we watch, the stuff that we listen to, stuff we read, it's all, so much of it is, uh, is response to uh, like childhood issues. Uh, hopefully it's not trauma. Sometimes it is trauma. But like, like so many, some of these movies I watch, um, the, the main character is just desperately seeking the approval of others because as a young child, they were desperately seeking the approval of their parent, and they never quite received it. Yeah, what did I, I just watched this one show on uh, Netflix called Cleo. Uh, it's 
just a, it's like a Russian, I don't know, it's like a Russian spy type movie th uh, series thing. And the girl was trained to be a, like a secret agent from a young age and her father was a high ranking Russian official. And so uh, her grandfather, and she thought her mom had abandoned her. And so she spent her whole life trying to become the best top Russian agent. Sorry if I'm spoiling this, spoiler alert. Should I have said that five minutes ago? Uh, to become the best top Russian agent as a way to like validate herself so that hopefully her mom would love her and to prove herself in the eyes of her grandfather. And then so she realized that everything that she was doing was basically an attempt to deal with that hurt, right? We all, I think we all kind of do this. It all stems back to like, like oddly enough, mommy and daddy issues. <laughs> it sounds like the most like kind of cliched sort of thing, but I think we all kind of do this. And so um, one is I think we all have something that we are uh, dealing with and wrestling with and nobody has it really all together. Um, yeah, it's just something we all deal with. The second thing is that um, when it comes to dealing with our metaphorical backyard, when it comes to dealing with the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the stuff that we're trying to hide, the insecurities that we have, the um, the fra fragility of our own selves. You know what it is? It's like, it's it's the uh, it's the ego, it's the ego that is a wreck back there in the backyard that we haven't dealt with, um, and we haven't come to a place of health in a way that we can accept the mess that is and and properly deal with it. But anyways, the the second thing with this to me is sometimes um, if it's if it's a big mess like like I'm dealing with, sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Where where do I begin in the mess that is my backyard? Where do I begin with the mess that is the internal realm of the stuff that I'm continually dealing with? The negative thoughts. I was I was uh, in a conversation the other day with a young lady uh, a young lady. She was an adult. She was an adult woman, but she's younger than me. <laughs> so I call her young lady. And she was just saying how she has um, these affirmations that she does every morning. And I don't remember the exact one, but how I hear it in my head was she, she has to say to herself, like, you're not worthless. You're not worthless. You have value. Like this, this is what you, you, you are not in trouble. Like that, that's her, that's how she has to start her morning. You're not in trouble because for whatever reason, whatever she's been through, she's carrying a lot of guilt and hurt from the past. And so she has to continually daily remind herself that the place she's at, even if it's not where she fully wants to be yet, like she's okay. Like you're okay. Keep moving forward, that sort of thing. And so when we, when we're dealing with the, with the, the mess of the backyard, Sometimes we don't know where to start, and it, it's hard to figure out where do we dive into this whole thing. And and I think the the maybe the important thing that I was thinking about as I was cutting and burning stuff is that sometimes you know it's you have to have uh, you have to have the right equipment. You have to have the right equipment, um, which means you either need to get help, you get, need to get an outside perspective, you need to have somebody that's able to walk through you with this. Um, or, or have somebody that has the ability to help you do this, right? So many people try to walk through life on their own. They try to deal with the mess of their own lives by themselves. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an uphill battle because most of us 
aren't naturally equipped and understand how to deal with it, deal with this. Like for me in, in the actual backyard, I need to have the guy who has the proper equipment, who has the machinery, the, the skid steer to come in and help bulldoze all these sideways trees and help clear it out so that I can have that space, that property, that space on my property cleared up, right? So when it comes to the stuff that we're all dealing with, sometimes knowing the right people who have the right equipment, who have been trained to do this, so finding a counselor, finding a therapist, finding somebody who's walked the path already is like immensely helpful. Um, for me, the other day, actually, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the, my neighbor had told me he would he would help me out. You know, he would if I, I could pay his guys, they would come clear out this section of my property. Um, and so I've been I've just kind of been waiting. I've been waiting for several a uh, couple of months now, right? And I get it. He's busy. He's got a lot going on. He's trying to build a house, trying to run a business. I'm not like priority, so I'm trying to be patient as well. But a couple of weeks ago. I got a bit frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start into it. <laughs> I'm just going to start into the mess of the backyard. And so I took my chainsaw. Uh, I started, I cut a tree, cut a couple trees, uh, changed blades, got another couple trees. And I spent several hours doing this. And I got done. And for all of my work, you could barely tell that I had been there. Right? And so then I got frustrated because I'm like, gosh, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm like hurting myself. I'm going through chainsaw blades, which now I'm going to have to get resharpened. I'm doing all this really, really intense, tough labor, and I don't feel like it's really getting me anywhere. And then that's what I kind of came to the conclusion. Hey, how about you like take a break and be patient and wait for the guy who said he would help, right? Like let the guy who has the skills and the equipment necessary to help you clean up the backyard, actually do it. Yeah, right? So sometimes when we get, if, if we have the energy and the wherewithal to attempt to start to address our own issues, our own tornado-wrecked backyard, the, the metaphorical backyard, um, sometimes if you get into it but you don't have the proper equipment or don't have somebody to help you in the moment, um, it can be a bit of a daunting task and it can be a bit exhausting because like, where do we go? What do we do? I've spent all this time trying to sort through these issues that I have, and I don't feel like I've really made any progress, which can be obviously like a huge, a huge setback. I can feel like, well, then what's the point? I might as well just keep masking. I might as well keep hiding. I might as well keep like, I'll just go work on the front yard and make sure that that is set. And I won't worry about, you know, I'll keep working on my appearance and, and how people's perceptions of me seem to be. And I'm not going to do the, the thing that is getting myself to a proper healthy place. Now, there's a couple of scriptures that kind of came to mind as I was thinking about this. Um, they're both from the book of Matthew, Matthew, Matthew chapter 7 and Matthew chapter 23. I want to read these, and, and these are kind of dealing with, with this. Um, th these are a bit more targeted, but I think they're applicable to where we all might be at. So Matthew chapter 7, this whole section is called uh, judging others. Okay, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, as, as just a little bit of a side note, um, I love this, this passage, not, not for the sake of like, uh, don't judge me, bro, but for the sake of uh, what it seems like is um, 
This is one of the verses to me that is actually quite helpful because what I've noticed is the is this exact thing. Um, it says, "Do not judge, or you or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged." We oftentimes in in like the traditional thinking of church and Bible and all this stuff, we have this thought that if I judge others based on a particular um, like uh, standard requirement, that sort of thing, a particular issue, then God will be the one that judges us. And we, we put the way that we will be judged also onto the divine, onto God. But I actually think this is more about us, right? I think this is about, this is about giving us the opportunity to live from a place of freedom. Because what I've noticed is that the things that I judge other people for, uh, I actually end up judging myself for as well. You understand? So like if, if, if I, if I continually judge people based on like their body, their, their fitness level, their weight, whatever, when I am in you know, like at my house doing my thing and when I'm getting ready in the morning or if I'm looking in the mirror, then guess what happens? That focus that I've had placed on other people and what was wrong with them all of a sudden, when I'm staring at myself in the mirror, turns in on myself. So then all of a sudden, this judgment that I was casting towards others, I then now judge myself with the same things. I've, I've created this level of, of judgment that now is having this inverse effect on myself. So I look at myself in the mirror and I go, oh, there's what's wrong with you. This is why, uh, you know, uh, this is the thing that like people won't like this. This is oh you you are actually gaining weight. You aren't as fit as you think, right? So it's like this inverse inverse effect. So I think when it says don't judge others or you too will be judged, I I'm not sure that this is as much a reference to God as it is to our own self. If if I am in a position of uh, and actually this this is one specific to me. Uh, sometimes when I see how people are raising their kids. And, or I see, uh, I meet a kid that's like, kind of a, kind of a little jerk. <laughs> if I meet a little jerk of a kid that I just find annoying, I find myself <clears throat> going like, "What's wrong with that kid? Like, man, the <coughs> these parents, like, what are they doing?" But then, guess what happens? Uh, I see my kid put having a particular d uh, behavior, and then immediately that judgment turns in on myself. And I make, I begin to judge my own kid and myself. So anyways, I think the ability to not judge others is actually the intent. Um, th this is like actually meant to give you a, a, a deeper sense of freedom. Because if I didn't live with this expectation for others, this judgment of others, then that wouldn't turn around and bite me as well. Okay, so let's keep going. Verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye when all the time there is a plank in your own? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Yeah, so um, I, I really, I really, really love this passage because it's like we, we, we all kind of have a plank in our own eye, don't we? Which is, by the way... Um, this is one of those stories, those, uh, uh, teachings in the Bible that is actually quite funny. It's a humorous passage, and people, people tend to overlook the humor that's found within some of these scriptures, right? Like this, as this is uh, being taught, I believe this is Jesus talking. 
um, this would have been a ridiculous like like story. This would have been a ridiculous picture for people to think about. If, imagine somebody walking around with like a board, like a a two by four <laughs> sticking out of their eye. Like it, it's just absurd. It's it's a silliness. But in the silliness, there's a deeper message. You're walking around with this two by four sticking out of your own eye, but then you're you who should be taking care of your own two by four is going. Oh hey 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 yeah actually. There is a little bit of sawdust. There's like one little speck in your eye. I should probably get that out. Like, no, 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 no. Like, deal with your own stuff first, right? Get the play. Deal with your with your backyard that's a mess. Do, do the work that's necessary to deal with the uh, issues that you're carrying with, the mess of the backyard, right? Get the, ask for some help. Get the proper equipment. And, and and have somebody help you learn how to take the plank out of your own eye. Like, deal with that first. Get get yourself healthy first. And by the way, here's here's like just a little tip with this. Um, very rarely do all of us get to a place of health that we will be in a place of being able to judge others. <laughs> do you understand? Like... I, I, sometimes I, I receive advice from people and there's uh, particular people in my life that seem to want to offer advice. Um, and when I look at their lives and look at the mess that they live in and look at the uh, tornado-ridden backyard of their life, I go, oh my gosh, why do you even think that you should speak anything into my existence? Why do you think you should be the one? Because I can see, I can see all the trees that are knocked over in your backyard. Like that's you're a mess. Stop talking to me, right? The the reality is, um, most of us, even even if we get to a place of health, we still have a lot of work to do, and that the the work that we have to do on ourselves is enough. Uh, that it should keep us busy to the point that we actually don't have time to like it would be it would be insane for me right now with the with the status of my backyard and the mess that it is like my actual backyard um, to go to my neighbor on the other side of me and say hey man um, your grass is a little bit long you probably should trim it <laughs> hey I've noticed that you're one tree um, that, that, that you kept in the yard, uh, it needs to be trimmed. Like that would be, <laughs> that would be the most insane thing ever. This is e as equally ridiculous as um, pull, trying to get the speck out of somebody else's eye while you have a plank in your own, right? Like, no, no, no. Deal with your stuff first. Deal with your stuff first. Do the hard work of going into the backyard, getting some help, and then help starting to clean that up. Like you have enough stuff of your own to worry about that you really don't have the time to be dealing with other people's issues. Deal with yourself first, okay? Here, here's the other passage. This is Matthew 23. And Jesus is, um, he's casting, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the judgment of the religious people because that's the thing in the teachings of Jesus is that um, the judgment of Jesus is typically... Uh, reserved for the religious people, the people who have they, th the people who think they have it all figured out, the people who think that they are holier than thou, the people who are looking down on others because 
they believe they are, are ritually clean, um, that they are without sin, that they are without a messy backyard. He says this, You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Now this has to do with some um, ritualistic uh, cleanliness things, like the, the great effort and length that the religious leaders would do to make sure that um, they were uh, like ritually clean and pure, able to carry out their job. Uh, they, they would cover uh, their, their bowls and stuff like uh, with, with uh, a cloth to keep gnats out of it because that was like that made their drink or whatever unclean. He's like, you strain out a gnat, you, you find this very tiny, tiny thing as if this is the thing that's going to like help you maintain your cleanliness. But then you also at the same time swallow a camel. Again, quite funny. Uh, he says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then you will, then the outside will be clean also. Yeah, deal with the backyard. <laughs> deal with, with the real issues, right? Like, I'm glad that, that you've got the front yard manicured. I'm glad the grass is mowed and the bushes are trimmed and the weeds are pulled and everything is looking good on the front end. I'm glad that it, you, you, you are physically fit, that you seem to have your life together, that you put your best foot forward when it comes to social situations in life. But also, like, there's a lot of... I'm glad your dish on the outside is clean, like that everyone can see that it looks good, it's nice and shiny, but also like the, the real issue is that the, the cup inside is filthy. The backyard is a mess. The internal workings of the self are a bit messy. So maybe maybe deal with that. Like, and maybe if we get to the place of learning to deal with our own stuff, like we said, we won't, I'm not sure that we would have the time or the ability to judge others. Yeah, deal with your own stuff, right? Yeah, it's important to make the front yard look nice, but it's equally as important to make sure that the backyard is cleaned up as well. That internal bit, those, those deep parts of you that we often don't want to deal with, that we don't want to acknowledge, that it's easier. You know what? It's easier for me in the mornings. I, in the mornings, I get up and I walk around my yard and I look at all the plants because apparently that's what you do when you get older. You drink coffee in the morning and you stare at plants. Okay, I'm okay with that. I enjoy my plants. When I walk out of my house, I always, always go out the front door. I go out the front door, down the front porch, and I have my little route, my little pattern. Oh, let's go over here and let's check out this flower bed. And let's make sure that the, how, let's, let's check on the milkweed, see how it's doing. And let's see how the strawberry guava's doing. Okay, now let's go, let's go check the blueberries. Let's go see over here. Oh, how, how's the bamboo doing? Is there any new sprouts? Right, like I have my little pattern that I walk and it's, it's so much easier for me to do my little lap around my house and to not ever really glance into the backyard because I know it's a lot of work, because I know it's going to take a lot of time. I know it's a mess. I know that I, I know all the things that are involved in what I'm going to have to do in order to clean it up. And I just sometimes don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And what this to me is, is reminding me, what I was reminded of uh, this past weekend it's like, yeah, at some point, you kind of you kind of have to deal with it. If I want to experience, like, if I want my property to be uh, as, as best as I can make it, if I want my property to be a place where I enjoy, see, here's the thing, here's the thing too. Um, at one point, 
I had I felt like I had a pretty good handle on the backyard, um, and I enjoyed walking back there. My wife, my kids, we would take little walks. We'd go on little nature nature walks out into the backyard, look for anything new, look for any bugs, look for any birds, and and it was really great. But after this like tornado thing hit, I kind of don't want to go back there. I kind of because it's just it's just overwhelming, um, and it's it doesn't. The, the peace that I used to have isn't there. The calm, the, the, the beauty of just like, oh, this is so nice. I enjoy this moment. It's not there because the whole thing's a mess and it's easier to not deal with it. But now I'm coming to the place where I realize, you know what, I really, I really do want to get that thing going again, like I, to get it cleaned up because I, I miss that sense of peace. I miss that sense of calm. I miss that walking around and being, uh, being present in, in the woods and in nature. Right, so I need to get there. I'm getting there. It's going to be a process. I understand that because it's not a small mess. It's a fairly large mess. It's going to take time, and hopefully, I can get my neighbor, my other neighbor, to help me and get that cleaned up a little better. Hopefully, through the use of the right equipment, I will be able to get my backyard to a to a presentable place that I will be able to have a a healthier backyard, if you will. And so for me, I, as I was cutting these trees, this is what was running through my head. I'm like, oh, this is a whole, this is a whole lesson, front yard, backyard, right? Uh, we spent an awful lot of time putting on the show, l- trying to create this facade. Meanwhile, our backyard is a mess, and where the peace, where the calm, where the wholeness, the health really comes in, is by doing the difficult work, hopefully with some help, of of dealing with those inner things, of of cleaning the inside of the cup. Of, of, you know, pulling the plank out of my own eye, of cleaning up the backyard so that my whole property will be healthy, so that my whole property will be a place of peace, so that my whole property will be a place that I'm able to enjoy, right? And in doing so, um, you know, uh, metaphorically, it brings me to a sense of wholeness, that I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am, that, I'm, that there's a sense of, of peace and wholeness within my being. And that's ultimately, to me, the place I want to live out of. Yeah, deal, deal with the backyard. Deal with the backyard so that you can find the peace that you're looking for, the wholeness that you're looking for. You've got enough to do back there to deal with that rather than you know judging others. All right, my friends, we're going to call that a day. Front yard, backyard. Front yard, backyard. Yeah, you got to do both. You got to do both. I'm sending you all the love in your general direction. God bless, and we will talk to you later. We're here to unlearn teachings of the church and the state. We're here to drink beer. We're here to kill war.